Welcome to the Tell Me Your Story podcast. I'm Dr. Eric Sims, Triple Crown Chiropractic. Today, I'm here with Haley and Driz O. <laughs> and I say that with all the caution in the world because, <laughs> Lord, that was a lot. It took me like five times just to get that far, folks. We're going to do it together. Okay. Haley. Okay. Oh, sorry. Here. In. Driz. Driz O. Oh, beautiful. In Driz O. Okay. There you go. <laughs> all right. You know, it's way better than most people because some people will say Indrizio and they'll oh. add an oh. I-O to the I end like of that. my name. You know? yeah. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> whatever works, whatever works for you. So, Haley, what do you do? I'm a nail technician. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been a nail technician? Illegally for about two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And illegally? <laughs> <laughs> for about six or seven years. Yeah, awesome. I've been pretty much doing nails and helping out at, at my family salons and such. Okay. And as long as I can remember. And you said those salons are back in Buffalo, New York. Yes, I'm from Buffalo, New York originally. I am a Bills fan. Don't okay. hate me. <laughs> I, you know, I don't hate you. You know, I'm I'm from St. Louis, so I mean, I, I give my props to the Bengals, but you know, I can only do so much. So, <laughs> what are you a fan of in football? Uh, well, that's a problem because, like in football, it's it's one of those things where. I wanted, I was a Rams fan for a long time, and then they moved to L.A. and I quit being a Rams fan because they screwed over my hometown. So <laughs> That's it was like, so I was, I was lost there for a while, and so I, I guess I'm, I'm on the bandwagon with the Bengals. You know, thank God for Joe Burrow. Uh, and, yeah, uh, seriously, I was so sad last week. Oh man. Yeah, they, were, they didn't whoop us, <laughs> but they definitely beat the Bills for sure. So yeah, but no, it's. Uh, it's been one of those where basically, like, uh, the other thing, I'm a Mizzou fan, and up here, you know, everybody's Ohio State or Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, definitely football. But you're from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Your family has nail things. You helped out with, you know, being a nail tech. Yeah, here and, here and there. The the nail thing, um, independently, I brought on, because, like, my, my aunts all did nails, things like that. So that, for me, was, like, something that I had to look up to in the real world, you know, in the professional world I should call it that was something that I always wanted to achieve I had a really shaky upbringing though so Mm -hmm. I graduated high school early I'm like I gotta get out of this town right Uh, I ended up hitchhiking the country and I was just kind of doing odd jobs now what was it like hitchhiking the country it was amazing it's funny because I hear a lot of uh, stories like horror stories and I just think to myself I must be the luckiest girl in the world because I have not had any of those horrible encounters. I mean, I met truck drivers who were great people. They were very upfront. Um, funny thing, a little knowledge, if you were ever hitchhiking, don't do it, but <laughs> if you are, and you go to truck stops and you ask them like, you know, are you independent or contract? Contract drivers can't take you because they uh, have cameras back there, it's illegal. Independent, uh, they own their own truck, they'll take you. And a lot of times they're very honest. Like if they're not the safest guy, they'll be like, that they'll make it very x y and z for you and a lot of them are just normal people with normal families that are on the road lonely and they're like yeah i'll take you a, a few hundred miles or the next state sure. or whatever i'm going there anyways and a lot of them are just normal kind people that are like oh if this was my daughter i'd want to make sure that she was getting there safely yeah. that's a lot of what i ran into that's awesome and I've heard other people's stories, and it, it makes me sad for them. But like I said, I've got to be the luckiest girl in the world because I just met some amazing people on the way. And then halfway through, I ended up hopping a Greyhound with some girlfriends that I linked up with. And I heard Greyhound is just as dangerous, so, you know what I mean? Greyhound was more dangerous, actually. There's people <laughs> fighting on the Greyhound. Yeah. The Greyhound stations are pretty sketchy. I mean, you're stopping at all hours of the night. Right. There's all kinds of crowds. Like, it's, it's not, you really have no control of what you're running into or who's going to be on the bus. And that's another thing, too. And then you're trapped in that space with those people for X amount of time. I didn't like that either. 
Which again, it's the same thing with the truck driving, but I have one person to worry about, not 30. <laughs> Which, Who's driving a truck? So it's yeah, kind of hard for him to, you know, you, exactly. you run next he's to a door. He's more worried about me. Yeah, than I yeah. Was what about are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, he's like this crazy girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually didn't go to LA first. I went to Vegas. Oh, okay. And I didn't like it, and then I went to LA. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. And so then you were in LA for a while? Yeah, yeah. I all was right. in LA all the way until I turned 18 and I moved to Vegas. Okay. All right. And then you're back in Vegas when you're 18. And yeah, then... and I stayed in Vegas for six months. Mm-hmm. And again, I hated it because mm-hmm. I'm not a gambler. Why'd you go back? Uh, it was cheap to live there. And I also got married when I turned 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got divorced six months later. <laughs> so, and this is the thing too. It's like, don't be shocked. I knew he was gay or everybody knew he was gay. But for me... I had been in so many young relationships that when somebody asked me to marry them, I was like, oh, cool, I don't care if we're just like friends that are married, whatever. Right. I had such a young mindset right. that I hadn't thought that far into the future, and I was just excited about the whole wedding thing. Sure. You know, we, went, we had like a literal Vegas Elvis wedding, like lasted like That's 30 seconds. That's fantastic. Yes, got pictures and everything. <laughs> I look crazy, like it's crazy. And uh, obviously it didn't last any longer than that because these girls actually followed us from Buffalo because he was from Buffalo too and Uh ended up coming down and moved into our same complex. Now I was working like all the time and then I finally, I was young. So I found this like Armenian little car dealership and I was paying like $350 a week to rent like a Dodge, a small Dodge something, like a Dodge sports car thing, but it wasn't a sports car, it was muscly. And I had to go turn it in for some reason and they came to me and they're like, hey, just so you know, like, you know, he's like disappearing with random men at the club every night. And I'm like, I really don't care. That's fine. Brought yeah. it up to him. He ended up like breaking all my stuff. And it was like this crazy Whoa. thing. So I'm like, honey, I know that you're gay. Like, that's okay. Like, it's yeah. not, that's not the problem here. The problem here is you're spending my money. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm getting upset. That if makes you're going to be running off with random men at the club, pay the rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was mad about. So obviously that didn't last. And I actually went back to Buffalo for a little while after uh-huh. that to get my divorce and I did it all on my own. It was like $385 total. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then basically you were still doing nail tech at that time too then? Off and on. I was doing a lot of stuff. I was doing bartending. I was bartending private events. Like I was more so in the night scene all the time, like bartending poker games. I was picking up jobs at golf, golf courses and basically cocktail waitress and golf course, like anything I could do to make as much money as possible as quickly as possible, which also was not the best because I only learned how to talk to people for a long time in that way. Mm-hmm. It took me so long to retrain myself to actually just be able to genuinely speak with people and listen and there'd be no intention of like, I need to make anything off of you or I have, right. you know, I was able to finally, through this career, uh-huh just do what I want to do, which is care about people and care for them and take care of them because that's what makes me feel good. Right. And in that lifestyle, it's more so like, yes, you're slinging drinks, you're doing this, you're doing that, but we know what I'm there for. I'm there for the fast money. Right. Like everybody knows it and you have to sit there and make it act like you're not and you're never genuinely being yourself because always in the back of your head, you're like, I'm not getting a paycheck. Right. So this is depending on me. Right. And it's just, it's a lot of pressure. It's tough. It sounds like a lot of times. Right. I mean, I bartended before. I mean, as guys, you know, we tend not to, like, you know, have to work as much. But we do, you know, I mean, you do have to work it. You do have to kind of, like, oh, uh, yeah. entertain a I mean, guy, I, mean so I know only... plenty of men, too, that go the extra mile because they're not women. They mm-hmm. have to start flipping cups. And, yeah. you know, they're doing all this crazy Throwing circus tricks. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, 
what do you offer? That's yeah. what you have to do. And yeah. say, and, you know, vice versa. And it, it, was, it was just a lot. I mean, the, the best cocktail wasting job I ever had was when I was back in Buffalo. It was this place called Strikers. Love that place. Like, great food. It's a bowling alley. But in the summertime, they do car shows. Oh. So I had an old 1985 Chevy Chevette that I bought off a veteran on the side of the road coming from this one church I was going to nice. for like two grand. It had like a piece of wood in the engine. It was like <laughs> the craziest thing, right? Sun damage, everything. <laughs> so I take, what is that like wax stuff you could use that takes the sun damage out? Oh, uh, yeah. You know so what I'm talking about, right? Dr. Eric's not a car guy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> really? Clearly not. <laughs> you know, so I go to Mike's car wash. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so I did that. I took all the sun damage out. And then I found like old blankets from the 80s, you know, that look like the multicolors, mm -hmm. crocheted looking blankets. And then I took board games from 1985 and older and put them in the back of the hatchback. Nice. It was, it was killer at the car shows. It was so cool. It was so fun. I loved cocktail waitress. I loved seeing the old cars. There was like guys with oh, yeah. Model T Fords that pimped them out. Oh man. Yeah. Like new sound system. And like, instead of rolling down the window, you push and it comes down. Like it was the craziest, coolest thing That's cool. ever. And it was high volume like because i'm running through a car show to right. remembering drinks food orders everything but not only did i make a lot of money i had a lot of fun so it's stuff like that where if you're able to find those kinds of jobs where things that you love are also there or things that you can learn to love are also there it's great yeah but when you're sitting on a golf course i don't we talked about this earlier i'm oh, a pool yeah. player i could care less about golf <laughs> no i understand i'm just it's very like you know nothing to think about other than making money and yeah. you act that way no i get that that. So then, in doing all these different odd jobs, and you end up here in Cincinnati, mm -hmm. you know, and you know you're currently at Hammer and Nails, mm -hmm. and you've been here for how long? I've been here for like two weeks now. Two weeks now, mm -hmm. okay. So basically, and as far as, but you've been in Cincinnati for how long? On and off since 2019. On and off 2019. Mm -hmm. I just okay. got back like four months ago, five months okay. ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, as far as being a nail tech, like, what drew you to being a nail tech? Like, as far as like. The artistic aspect, as far as when I'm working on women, mm -hmm. I love creating. I love long nails. I've been getting my nails done since I was 13 years old. Like, I just started just doing gel just because now I don't have to worry about it a lot. I love a good red, classic red nail, but I also love a good ghetto nail. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> and I love creating them for the people. Like, you know those styles where, like, every nail is different? Yeah. And the 90s style. You yeah. Know, good. That's how I always got my nails. And then duck nails were coming back like the thick nail and i i love the culture and the art of that uh, -huh. uh just because it was a big part of who i was growing up for a long sure. time as a as a young girl i mean i was always in the nail salon i was always in the nail shops with my girlfriends you know every friday every saturday we go to the nail salon we go to rainbow with our little bit of money buy our outfit and we would go out mm -hmm. and that was just it and those were like really great memories of my life i remember one time my dad had this old Canadian vehicle so like the speedometer and everything read differently no seats in the back I used to jam all my girlfriends in that van and we would go out every weekend and be popping out like <laughs> to go out to the clubs every weekend and it was a good time so that all kind of just ties into like being a young girl and things that I always looked up to and women and, and stuff right. like that and on a deeper level I love taking care of people like I love 
pedicures especially. We, I, I watch meticulous manicurists, if anybody knows who that is. She literally special, people will drive hours to go to her and she just transforms people's feet. Like, will she has does stuff with Dremel. She'll take off like any and all dead wow. skin. She'll take out stuff that you didn't even know was there. Like I learn a lot from her like about feet and feet to me are very, not that I have a foot fetish or anything, but because <laughs> <laughs> I, once I start talking like this, I'm like, really sounds bad. <laughs> but feet are really important. And especially for men, what I like about, about this job specifically is a lot of men are afraid to do things like this. And I'm like, right. you guys are the ones wearing the most uncomfortable shoes, We're working the most hours, you know, steel toe boots, black socks, which you should not be doing, white socks. You should always try and fit white socks into your wardrobe just Why because mold. Mold. Mold and fungus grow in dark, moist places. Black socks promote it like 10 times more. Really? Yeah, even if it's in a shoe. Wow. Even if it's in a shoe. And in the summertime, I know some women are weird about sandals, but if you can get you some some Nike slides, please uh-huh. wear them. Oh, see, because like as a chiropractor, I'm going to come at you and say like, hey, don't put any slides on. Really? Yeah, because the really? thing is, is like the problem with slides and flip-flops is your foot plops. Yes. Okay. And what yes. that does is that you don't actually go through a natural like step procedure, so it throws your hips off. So what would you suggest? So you're gonna if you're gonna wear sandals, which I love sandals. Yeah, yeah. You gotta wear sandals with a back heel. Cause I'm thinking that's what I, I wear yeah, like on slides. Yeah. And they have the back That's literally what I wear usually all year well, round. There you go. They are my favorite. But as far as that goes, I'm more so thinking about I don't want you to get mold or fungus right i'm not thinking sure. the way you're thinking where which is great to hear because yeah. now i can say better get you some jesus sandals yeah get you, some jesus sandals. <laughs> you know which is funny because i say that all the time at work too people are like oh hey am i fixed i didn't bring my jesus sandals today yeah. so no you know yeah you're not, exactly you know, i'll see you monday <laughs> you know but no i mean it's like the thing is, is like, like the worst thing is, is like okay so you got slides and a lot of kids these days crocs they love mm-hmm. crocs they're so bad for your feet because they actually I spread your foot out. I love you. I love you. I tell everybody, you will never catch me in no Crocs and you will never catch me with an Apple Watch. Those are the two things that really? I will never have. I will never have those two things. Crocs, I just, I'm just not a fan. Sure. And people, of course, I have a two-year-old son, so my cousin's always making fun. I'm going to get him Crocs. Don't you dare get him no Crocs. I was say. Don't you dare get him Crocs. They might be easy, but I just don't like them cosmetically. But now that you've said this, I'm running with it. I'm yeah. running with that. Yeah, they're terrible for your feet. They, because they, they widen them out? Well, okay, so what it is is when you step with the Crocs and all that, what it actually happens is it actually collapses your arch. Oh, okay. So shoes naturally will, like, wearing shoes a lot of times for a lot of people will naturally start collapsing their arch anyway, which yeah. is why you should actually go barefoot. As much as possible. As much as possible, and you should walk, you know, on grass and dirt, like up and down hills, yeah. so that you, like, work all the muscles of your feet. Mm-hmm. That'll keep your arches nice and strong, and that'll help prevent plantar fasciitis for a lot of people. What's that? Plantar fasciitis? Yeah. Plantar fasciitis is where you have seven layers of tissue mm-hmm. on your foot. So you got seven layers of fascia, muscles, ligaments, tendons mm-hmm. all on the bottom of your foot. Yeah. What happens is, is like your feet will get inflamed because the joints and everything are misaligned. Okay. Okay. The muscles are rubbing against each other. Yes. And what happens, that inflammation basically will heal overnight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when inflammation heals, inflammation <laughs> is just white blood cells in a mucus-like substance. So think of clear snot. Yes. That's inflammation. Okay. Okay. So inflammation comes in, white blood cells eat the damaged tissue, they sink like coffee grounds down, they form a thin layer of scar tissue. Okay. 
Okay. Not a big deal if it only happens once or twice. Yeah. But if you're walking, walking, walking all the time, that scar tissue starts to build, starts to build. And then if you sleep at night with your feet tucked or you're like your sheets tucked and mm -hmm. your feet are like straight out yeah. on your back or if your feet are like straight, as soon as you go take your first step, you tear all that scar tissue in the morning. And it feels like somebody's digging a knife right in your foot. So I was waiting to see if you were going to say so, because I, so I used to wear heels a lot. And right. heels I, are a part of it too because heels will keep your foot in that extended position. So I there I remember when I first started working really really often and I had to wear heels all the time. I would literally wake up to my foot stuck like this mm -hmm. in extreme pain. Like it would like cramp up. My toes would be like spread, and I would have to like I, there, there was like nothing I could do. Like yeah. I kind of had to like move my foot around until you had to I get up and move around out. a little bit. Yeah, it was the craziest thing. But I ever since then like I stick to whatever else I can wear possibly just because I have worn heels for so long that like my foot is almost just like no please no <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing I mean heels are great you know they're great for looks yeah you know that but the problem is, is they're they're one of the worst things for your feet they they cause a shortening of the Achilles tendon oh my god and all that and that's why it's easy to have an Achilles rupture if you wear heels too much yeah, and I have a lot of ankle problems for sure. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was like there. on both sides for sure. Yeah. I definitely will sometimes. There's like a throbbing, or I feel like it needs to be cracked or something. Yeah. And it definitely doesn't. It's just like not. Oh no, there's like seven joints in there. There probably does. Really? Yeah, you have seven joints. Because I ankle. always just. Yeah. <laughs> I pull it back. You yeah, know? seven joints in your ankle. And that's why when you'll see people like flip it like this. Yeah. And all that, and it goes. Yeah. That, that's why. Oh my gosh, I, I'll crack when I you do that. Only on my right foot, I can like crack this part mm -hmm. when I do that. But that's that's about it. So then, as far as you've been in Cincinnati now, mm -hmm. and you you know now why you loved it, but what about this job? Is something that you're like, you know what? I wish this would change about this. Um. Oh, wow. What I wish would change. Now, I'm new to this concept, this whole, you know, men's grooming concept, which, sure. I, which I love, which so far in my experience, I'm, I have no complaints. I, I genuinely just adore it here so far. About so the far. Actual, yeah. <laughs> about the other nail community, right, where I'm talking just regular, ordinary salons, your, your normal anything and everything mm -hmm. you know services so much i mean the, we don't get paid hourly it's it's tiresome and then even if you you know there's booth rent options there's so, it, the industry is kind of meant or the way i should say it is it's set up right now where it's really hard to succeed unless you either go out on your own like do a studio in your own house or something right. like that just because they make it so expensive and impossible and they don't educate people enough on like what's really going on in there like a lot of people don't understand that those techs are not working hourly like if they don't get anybody all day they make zero dollars like and they'll come I've, I've done sets that are you know upwards of two hundred dollars and I have charged a hundred bucks and got no tip and it's just like I just spent two hours Dang. on your set and you just walked out on me no you know like no problem like you think that that's okay because people just aren't educated and you right. kind of have to come for a circle full circle with like my norm my regular clients are really great they're really awesome mm -hmm. like they tip wonderfully and you know even if they can't tip here and there they're consistent they're always there and they get it and we have enough conversations where i can educate and be like you know this is what it's like and we also put a lot of money into our own stuff so you're working at a salon you don't get paid hourly you have a 60 40 cut with the salon you have to bring your own lamp your own tools your own drill your own everything your own extra designs your own extra polishes that they may not have and then you may or may not get tipped that's insane 
And they're not supposed to make you stay there because you're technically an independent contractor, but they will make you stay there 8.30 to 8.30. Really? Yeah. See, I mean, that's some OSHA shit. <laughs> oh, and you're paying out some random lady who cleans up in the back. Right. Every service you do that right. comes off the top. Oh. And then some other random, like, tip So out. that's not included in the 40-60? No. Wow. No, they still find a way to take more. So, you know, I have a lot of friends, especially out here, who are pushing back from those kinds of salons or mm -hmm. trying to open up their own things. I mean, that's why I want to open up my own thing, because I'd like to make incentives or, like, create an environment where it's like, okay, you can get paid hourly and get a percentage of mm -hmm. your your stuff and a low hourly because just so as long as you're here sure. you're making money right, right. like let's stick right. it at the minimum wage just so right. at least you know while you're here you don't feel you don't like want you're them dependent on yeah you know, yeah just like here supply implements supply the tools needed supply the space needed things like that so there's a reason they're coming in and splitting costs with me right, right. on top of that that 60 40 can go up to 70 30 depending on how long you're there and your rebooks and then it can go up to 80 you know 80 20 it can, it can right. keep going up depending on how long you stay how loyal you are etc et how much success you bring into the business how much you're bringing to me yeah you rub my back i'll rub your back hey, that's what but, it's all about and that's how it really should be yeah. because you go in into these schoolings and you pay so much for school and you pay so much for products and you pay so much for all this stuff and then you finally get out there and you're like wow I gotta give a lot to make anything, yeah. or I gotta put dump. Which you have to do with anything, but it's like there are salons and there are ways and there are people who do it the right way. But there, it's just so widely accepted for them to do it the way they're doing it now. So we're having a lot of people that aren't staying places long term, and they're right. they're flipping in and out, and they're jumping around, and it and it makes it hard. A lot of us have families or have children and we don't want to be in a salon 12 hours a day to make enough. Right. I was in the salon 12 hours a day, two weeks straight. A bunch of my clients came in, you know, I was pretty much booked and busy and my paycheck was $900. $900 for two weeks. Wow. Think about that. And I only had that's, two days off. That's ridiculous. Where's my money going? Yeah. Where, where, where is that math coming from? Yeah, there's no way that equals that. And I'm doing, you know, four or $500 days when I'm giving 40%. And then, you know, they don't allow you to tip on card or anything there. So if they don't tip you cash and the person doesn't have any other way to tip you, there's no tip. I mean, thank God for Venmo now. Like, there's a way to that. And cash up know. and stuff. But some people... They're no, just I like, no, I know, I know. You know, well, I don't do that. <laughs> I, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. They'll be like, I, I don't, I don't put my card in that. Yeah, I don't stuff. put my it's card like, information on. Yeah. You might take that. <laughs> you put your card in the 7-Eleven reader that yeah. just tracked your pin, and now you got ten charges. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's like you're gambling either way. Everything's digital. <laughs> it's too late. So, obviously, you meet a lot of interesting people, and you have yeah. a lot of fun. You're talking with a lot of people, asking a lot of different questions, and the stories have got to be amazing. Yes. So, what has been your greatest lesson that you've learned from doing this? The greatest lesson that I've learned in this industry? Mm-hmm. Never take anything personal. Never, ever, ever take anything personal. It took me so long to not take how other people felt or how they were acting as my problem or and not in a rude way sure. i mean like so seriously there's some girls that come in there and they are mean as shit i will be so real they are so fucking mean but as long as i can keep a, a cordial poker face usually by the end of the service they will start spilling the beans 
and oh my boyfriend broke up with me today or I got this in A, B and C to do like literally you never know and I know people say it a lot but seriously like you have to get through that initial like she's an asshole right. and you have to understand I'm an asshole so a lot of times I see that I felt that so. right <laughs> <laughs> so you're like hey you want to do this podcast now? <laughs> I mean it makes interesting content right, right. <laughs> so a lot of times now, now here's the thing I'd like to go back to your last question really quickly I, I think what I really hate about this industry is I so you we are we get walked out on a lot and this is going back to the what I was just saying too. Th- these go hand in hand about not taking anything personally so actually what made me stop working at those kinds of salons for real was I had this lady come in she gave a fake name and I had a hunch but you can't say anything Right. You can't say anything because it's discrimination either way, no matter what they look like, whatever. You can't ask for money up front mm-hmm. in those kinds of salons because they can sue, all kinds of stuff like that. Really? Because of how sensitive people are. Yeah. Wow. It could be discrimination. Why are you asking me money because I'm black, yellow, white, green? You know, that's what they could say. You know, uh, are you, are you, do you think I can't afford it? You know, it can turn into a whole thing. Yeah. So I'm, I do both services. I do a pedicure and a manicure for her. She lies about what's on her fingers. She had acrylic on there. She said it was just gel. So it went from taking me 10 minutes to take it off to 35 minutes to take it off. So it's just adding more time to the service. I give her this extra glitter that I brought in, all this stuff. She's talking to me about some card she has, right? I don't know anything about Cincinnati. It's like a Buckeye health card or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what okay. the hell that is. Uh, I think that's a Medicare program, or Medicaid program. Yes, right? So, yeah. But it's something like they get money back, but it's I didn't know at the time that it can only be used for like medicine. Yeah. Right? So she's like, oh, I found this card and I realized I had money on it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go treat myself. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm about to get fucked. Like, I knew it. Like, right. I'm like, I'm about to get scammed. I'm about to do this whole service and make nothing. Watch. And so anyways, fast forward, we get to the end. And she's swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping. And it's declining and declining and declining. And this other mom and daughter are, like, sitting over thinking that I'm, like, trying to embarrass her. They don't fully understand what's happening right now. And I'm just like, oh, you know, it's not working. And this, this mom comes over and she's like, well, I'll pay for it. How much is it? And I'm like, it's $130. Yeah. You know, I just did two full services and didn't even charge her for some of the stuff that she lied about. And she said right to my face, like, oh, I'm just trying to save myself a couple pennies. You're screwing me. You're telling right. the person you're screwing that right now. Right. So I'm just, but still, I'm treating her like I would treat anybody else. Because no matter what, I'm like, you know what? I don't know what's going on in her life. I don't know what made her like this. I don't know her story. I'm just going to treat her the way I would treat anybody else. Whatever happens, happens. If she screws me, on you, not me. And I have to save that on the chin. So this lady's like, $130, you know, she's like, I'm not paying that. What happened? What's going on? She sees the card. She's a hairstylist. So she's like, looks at me like, girl, you just got screwed. So she's pretending to fake call people and all kinds of stuff. She leaves her ID. It's a non-driver ID. Uh, She goes out. She leaves. That's where we find out the name was fake. She gave us a different name because the name on her appointment card was separate from the name on the ID. So I'm talking with this lady. Her daughter ends up booking an appointment with me for the next day. I end up leaving work early because I'm like, I'm over this. Because that's right. two hours of work. I just got zero dollars. Right. Zero dollars. You know, literally nothing. So I end up coming back uh, like two days later or whatever for my shift. And they said that they called the cops. So she came back like two days after that and paid like half of it and never came back again. And there was nothing they could do about it. Wow. So they gave me half of what she gave because they still took their 60-40. Are you serious? I swear to God. Wow. So I was like, see you later. Dang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's insane. 
Yeah. I was over it after that. That's insane. Man. Okay. <laughs> wow. You know, I mean, I've had that, you know, in my own business where I had a patient, like, actually I had a patient recently. He hadn't seen him for a couple of years and he came back and the guy has, and I didn't remember it, but uh, I don't think he paid the last time. And this mm-hmm. time he came in, comes in for a couple of days and talks to him. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Never comes back, you know, and it's like, oh. so now I got to put in my system, you know. Do not see. I always put know. notes. I am the note queen. I yeah. put notes on my phone anytime I add a number. Where I met you, eye color, hair color, whatever. Because I just have so many contacts. We're short. But on top of that, with our industries, where we're just coming into contact with people all the time. Like so It's many not times. a personal thing. Like, no. It's literally like I meet so many people all the time. Like I need to jog my memory. Like I need to put the picture front face so I can be like, that's who you are. Like, yeah. th- this is you type thing. So... I think that's so necessary and I think that especially in this industry people really like it because when they come to see you again and I'm not perfect you know and and I can pull up your note card or whatever I have written down for you and you know remember what you like and how you like it and we Mm -hmm. can start where we finished off it's a great thing but also for stuff like that like red flag in the notes like Mm -hmm. remember what happened last time type thing so and I don't understand how some of these people even like don't get banned from certain places because they are so slick. They be doing that shit everywhere. Yeah, everywhere they go, they just yeah. do it. Yeah, I, I used to have yeah. a friend like that and I was just like, girl, I can't fucking hang out with you. You're going to get me in trouble. Well, this guy's got a business. I thought about going to his business and just dropping it off and making a scene a little bit loud, but I'm like, yeah, yeah you know what? But guess what? If yeah. I can give you a piece of advice, when you do shit like that, it comes back on you. That's what I'm saying. Fold. I don't want to do can. it because I, you, you, can. you know it's going to come There's back on so you. There's so much more strength in being mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to let karma or whatever you want to call it do its thing mm-hmm. because good things happen to good people they really do they do they do people like to say bad things happen to good people i think that if you say that enough times it'll be true sure. but if you say to your, you know good things happen to good people like they really do like if you're being good and true to yourself and you're being good to others that always comes back tenfold every single time every single time i always go the extra mile for people when i can give them all my time give them my all and i always get that in return anywhere I mean even look at now you know what I mean like I just met you and we're clicking that's networking that's that's even in religious terms like loving your neighbor like mm-hmm. that will really take you far that is, that is how people should be living and although there are times where I'm going to bust out windows and slash out tires <laughs> I'll be having a oosa on my way through life sometimes I get it it's much easier said than done but <laughs> but um, so then, what preach. would you say is your greatest lesson? Oh, wait, 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 I said that. No, I'm sorry. What is your most embarrassing moment oh, in all this? My most you embarrassing know. moment, like in life or in my work? Let's just go work. Okay. First time I ever started working at like a, a normal salon, like when I was out of school, mm-hmm. I never had a pair of like non-slip shoes. Right. Yeah. I had always worked in places where like wearing heels and blah blah blah, whatever. And so I'm just like running around with my Air Force Ones and I'm getting ready for a pedicure and I bust my ass straight on the floor in front of everybody. Literally just like banana peel style looked like I literally slipped on a banana peel. It was loud as fuck. Thawed all on the floor. It's middle of salon, music's on. You know, everyone's like turned over like, oh my God, is she okay? And I'm just right. like, literally, I was just like, please don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I like army crawled, not literally, but like I was like, I crouched down like goodbye and that you know when you get that hot feeling when you're embarrassed that goes straight down your head into your arms yeah I swear to god I wanted to leave and never come back and then I just came out like nothing happened and 
again walking around was like almost slipping because somebody had done a pedicure and just got fucking water all over the place so like I don't have non-slip shoes on it's like a porcelain floor or something I don't know what the hell it is and I'm just like like literally (laughs) but in the salon I mean that's about it other than that most of the time I'm sitting and I'm in a really secure Mm -hmm. safe environment I mean I'm really careful my words too I don't be slipping up and saying nothing crazy but I I mean I didn't I didn't see people seeing people say some stuff. I think, I think my, this wasn't necessarily embarrassing. It was more like traumatizing, but I had a girl come in and she came in with like all of her kids and it was just like all over the place. And she's like, this is another thing I hate. Don't ask somebody to do a freestyle set if you don't like anything. So she's like, do a freestyle set. And I'm like, as I'm, before I even did it, I'm like, this nail is going to look like this. You know, I'm checking because I'm like, I am not about to get screwed. Yeah. This nail looks like this. It's going to look like this. This is what we're doing get halfway through it looks exactly like the pictures exactly like i already said it was gonna look i get everything laid on and girls will do this they'll let you put everything on and then be like i don't fucking like it i want to walk out type shit so she literally says to me like i don't like it mind you it was already hard as hell doing her nails because her kids are grabbing at everything all over the place screaming like it's it's a lot right again you can't tell them that they can't bring their kids in though because you can get sued in places like that so it can be a problem somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. So I end up being like telling my boss, like, okay, here you go. Like, what, what's up? What's good? Like, what, what should we do? And she's like, well, I can take them all. And she was like, well, I don't want them all off. And she's like, well, you're not about to just get the whole fucking set for free. Like, right. that's not what we're doing here. And she just left. She's like, you're going to have to rip these bitches off. And you're going to have to tackle me or something. She left and got a free set. She can go put some top coat on that on her own and be good. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Man. Well, this has been fascinating. <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, this has been fascinating. Just that I hear this stuff, you know, like the idea, and it's like, you know, I, you know, kudos to you. I could not do that job. Yeah, you know, I, it's, you know, it's hard, but it, I mean, it's a lot. It, I have a, a different attitude about it than some people would because I've been in the trenches and I know what it's like on the other side. So for me, this is like the grass being greener on the other nice. side. It's like, you know, I could be bartending. I could be a part of the midnight crowd for the rest of my life, but that's not what I want. Right. I like being there in the mornings with my son. I like being able to read him a book and go to bed with him at night and and have dinner together and things like that. So it's like, for me, this has created the lifestyle that I've always wanted. Sure. So even when it comes with all this drama and that I'm a girl, I watch reality TV. I like me a little drama. (laughs) (laughs) I live. (laughs) I need it sometimes. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. So I'll be all right. (laughs) Good to know. Right? Everyone does. So as far as connecting you with people, like Mm -hmm. who are the people you want to be connected with? Like who's your ideal client that you would like to serve? My ideal client that I like to serve? Yeah. Anybody and everybody. I would take a homeless person off the street if I could just so I can connect and have a conversation. Because I believe that you can learn anything from anybody. From anybody. Seriously. I don't don't deny conversation to anybody. I was um, leaving Target the other day. Love me some Target. But no, I was leaving Target the other day and... Uh, my, you know, favorite little homeless guy who's standing out on the corner. That red light was just too long. There was no way we weren't going to fucking talk. Like, sure. you, you know, you're sitting there yeah. so long. Okay, so we're talking. We're, we're spiking up a conversation. He's talking about how some lady was just cussing him out. And I'm like, man, you know, fuck her. Who cares? You know, whatever. Right. And uh, he said, you know what? Honestly, because she was saying, like, get a job, blah, 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 all that shit. And he's like, honestly, if I did get a job, I would still do this. And I said, Why? 
And he said, because I make a lot of fucking money, baby. And I was like, here's my money. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You be real as fuck for that. I'm going to give you an extra 25 cents. <laughs> I think I got a nickel in here. Here you go. <laughs> Penny for your thoughts for real. Like, nice. seriously. And I love, I love it. Like, if I could, I mean, you know, going forward in my life, like, I've always wanted to be able to have an impact on my community. So if I could even, you know how people do haircuts on the street? If I could somehow have some kind of like van pop-up thing where mm-hmm. we take the homeless and give them, you know, manicures and pedicures because, I mean, they are constantly interacting with right. germs and all kinds of stuff like that. And especially they're on their feet all the time. Like, right. that could really change them in ways that you don't know. Like, maybe the feeling of getting a pedicure could bring them mentally to a place where they're like, I want to achieve something different. And some people also have to understand that some people choose that lifestyle. And that's okay. Because it's their life. It's not your life. It's very true. You don't have to live that life that they're living. And if some people don't want help, that's okay. If they like exactly where they're at, that's okay. And that's a lot of... I've had to learn that through a lot of conversations with with different people. Because I've had to learn in my life that disappointment comes from my expectations. And if I am expecting things out of people, that is my own fucking problem. If I'm expecting you to be a certain way because I think you're capable of something, that's all me. That's all on right. me. If I take you for what you are, as you are, no expectations, then I can't create this disappointment, this resentment, this this whatever. You know what I mean? This this oopla oopla of of problems because it's not my life. I'm not you. I don't have to wake up as you, so I shouldn't make your problems my problems. And if if you're not able to be who I want you to be, maybe that's not who you want to be. And that goes for relationships, for work life, for anything, is being able to let go of that expectation of what you want people to be for you, around you. It's not your place. And that's okay. That took me a long time to figure out. It's very true. Well, Haley, thank you very much. Thank you. I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah. You know? It's been a lot of fun. Really, I love this. Has been such a great day. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, but uh, uh, guys, if you're looking for someone to do your hand, do your nails, do your feet, and all that, she did mine. Like you know, I had a great pedicure. Everything was fantastic. Absolutely. We're over hammer and nails. Let's also note that November is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. So That's important, guys. Treat That's yourself. We're the number one out. suicide reason for us. Yeah, come. I mean, come enjoy a cigar. Come get you a drink. Come get your hands and feet done. Do something for yourself. Yeah. Take a second from work, from the social life, and really come relax. Exactly. Get out there. Meet people. Talk to people. Have Absolutely. a good conversation. You know. Come have a joke, a drink, and you know. I know, we just met today. (laughs) You never know who you're going to meet at Hammer and Nail Salon. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, that's our story today. Well, you're very welcome, and we really appreciate it. But uh, that's our story today, and guys, we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.